Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There he is. Oh, yes. Left the white brother. Oh, only a minute and seven seconds it took of uh, horrible radio. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Oh, we're good. We're good, mate. I feel a bit sorry for the Socceroos. I started, you know, I jumped on the Socceroos bandwagon. I've enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah, well, we've enjoyed it too. I mean, you would have seen the, you know, the, the shots from the live sites around the country oh, here and every, yeah. mate, every politician in the land jumped on board very quickly and started putting live sites in their own backyard. I mean, it was extraordinary. And the way that Australia has, has bought into this, this team and what they stood for and what they stand for has been remarkable. Can I get your thoughts? So we've been talking this morning about how you parlay that success. And these are only moments in time, Staffy, as you know. But this is a big moment in time for football in this country to try and capitalise on that. So if this was happening in your backyard, if this was a New Zealand team who'd reached the heights that other people didn't think they could get, how do you think that you would try and translate that into more success on every level? So what Australian football should do is look at when we made the New Zealand made the 82 World Cup final and the 2010 World Cup final and do not mirror anything that New Zealand football did. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, was Which was sat on their hands and just expected it to all it to all happen. You've got to make heroes out of these guys. You've got to make them accessible to the kids. Um, I, like... I know you guys have been eliminated, but it's a win. What your your team of Davids and what you did to some Goliaths is unbelievable. You've really got to celebrate them and get them out into the communities and make them the heroes that they deserve to be. Um, I know Australian football has better links through international teams. The all whites, we just can't get games. You know, we have all whites coaches, um, and I will excuse the last one, Danny Hay. He did get us a few games, but we might play two or three times a year, and that's it. So, um, yeah, cash in, mate, because it's the biggest game in the world. Yeah, yeah, doubling down, cashing in. I I think the good thing, and we spoke about this over the last couple of weeks, I I reckon the really good thing is that Australian football fans knew and know exactly what the Socceroos stand for. So in my sense, mate, it's quite an easy sell. Mm. You've you've done all the hard work with that. Now the hard part is, I think, is, is how do you bottle that and bring it back when the World Cup glow is no longer there. And that's going to be one of the big questions going forward. What did you make of the first test? Uh, We've been talking about the lack of crowds there, but the Australian performance was rock solid and the Windies were resilient. They were. I I just can't get over the crowd thing. I I really can't. And I don't want to be critical or anything, but why aren't people going? (laughs) That's what we've been trying to get to the bottom of. I mean, Mm. I, I... there's a number of reasons. There really are quite a few reasons. You know, cost is is one thing because, you know, people are doing it tough. We, we get that. Mm. Um, there is a perception around the Australian men's cricket team for right or wrong that they just can't get invited into. I, I, and I think going back to what we say about the Socceroos, I don't know if the Australian public know what the Australian men's cricket team is as an identity, aside from our national team. 
and I think more could be done on that for the players. And the other part is scheduling. The big part here is scheduling cricket fatigue. I mean, the summer's only just started. What are we, four or five, four days officially into the world of summer, and most Australian cricket fans are already fatigued off the back of the T20 World Cup and knowing that the BBL's coming and one day is and all that kind of stuff. So there's a whole range of issues, but my, my biggest concern, Staffy, out of the lot of it is that I don't know if Cricket Australia really understand the gravity of the situation at the moment. I think they're just trying to wait for it to blow over and results will bring back the crowds and that's not happening. Mm, yeah, f- fatigue's a good point. I brought that up on our show actually because three days after the T20 World Cup final, we were playing India in a T20 here in New Zealand. It was just, it was weird. You, you need, ch- I've, I've banged on about this for years, you need a chance to miss a sport. You need a chance to miss it and want it to come back. <clears throat> and with cricket, that just doesn't happen. Before we leave the Perth thing, as, as part of it, because we've got a similar situation in New Zealand, we've got the Basin Reserve, which I think historically is the best cricket ground in New Zealand, um, but they take our one-dayers and T20s to a football stadium and they play there and no one goes. Is 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 a little bit of a, if that was at the Wacker, the old Wacker with all of that history, would more people have gone to that? I don't think so. I, I mean, I I think you're just sort of going to a smaller ground to make it look better. I, I don't know if, if, if 4,000, well, it was less than 4,000 people. I don't know if more than 4,000 people would have gone to the Wacker because everything that they were saying about the Wacker um, was the reasons why people weren't going. I mean, it took forever to get into the joint, took forever to get a place, you know, get something to eat, etc. Optus Stadium is as shiny and as sparkly as you can get, and it's big. Mm. But they know how to pull a big crowd there. And I don't think there's anything wrong with the place. It, it ain't that too far away from from the wacky across this beautiful bridge now. I mean, it's 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 a beautiful day out. There's no question about it. I, I don't think it's got anything to do with the venue or the location. It's got a lot to do with the way that this team is perceived and marketed as well and throw in all the other factors on top of that. You guys must be looking. So what's next for, for you blokes? Is it um, the Pakistan series, which is a little bit later on? Yes. Yes, it is. And, um, yeah, but thankfully we've got a little bit of time to miss it. Our White Ferns, our, our women's national team, are taking on Bangladesh at the moment. So we've still got cricket over here in, in the domestic league. And we'll have the Super Smash, which is the New Zealand version of the Big Bash. But New Zealanders really get into the big bash, and particularly now Martin Gupta has been picked up. He's been released by New Zealand Cricket, and he's been picked up over in Australia. Uh, even more reason for us to tune into the big bash. It's um, it sort of lost its way for a couple of years, didn't it, the big bash, with um, again, with engagement with public. I'll be really interested to see the engagement this year. Yeah, well, they lost their way because they, they tried to... <laughs> they got greedy. Mm. <laughs> they yeah. just started loading up. I think it was, what, 50 matches? And no, no, 60 would be great. It's like, seriously, <laughs> you get to the end of the big bash, and you're like, oh, God, can't we just move on to something else? <laughs> oh, dear. What else is happening in your world? I've just had a text message, actually, which I'm going to read out from James, and saying, shout out to Matty White's producer, who just solved the issue on air with the whole of New Zealand listening along. My hero. There you go. Because oh, he came on you, and he's... Yeah, and he said, can you hear me, Steffi? And I said, yeah, I can hear you. And he was on here. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that was, that was Adam in the studio. You should have just, you know, just grilled him, put him <laughs> on the spot, get his, get his take on the crowds, yeah. the lot. I mean, we're, we're an open book here, Steffi. As you, as you, I mean, meanwhile, while you were having that discussion on air, 
I was talking to myself over here, which is nothing unusual. Just a quick one. Quick one. I've got a text from Gavin from Penrith. He says, why, why don't New Zealand football move to the Asian Conference like Australia did a while back? I don't know the answer. Gavin, do you know the answer to that, Staffy? Yeah, because well, we've, we've stuck with the Oceania because we, you know, we're loyal to our region, but you guys have decided that you're Asian to, be, to, to find an easier way to get into the uh, tournaments. <laughs> but no, I think it was... It would be too hard. I, I just don't think we're good enough to, to take on Oceania. If we want to get into a um, into a, a big tournament, an easier path for us is Oceania because in, in the Asian Conference we got we got you guys for a start and other teams that are just too strong. So the op- opportunity was to go there, but um, whether it's the right reason or the wrong reason, I think Oceania gives us an easier path. Good man. All right, buddy. We'll speak again next week. Good on you, Maddie.